welcome to another episode of Literally Literary. With us, as always, Mr. Sean Faubernitz. Hey guys, Sean Faubernitz here. Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hi guys. And I am Joey Bonnier. Thank you. Almost. <laughs> I mean, almost. It was pretty good. That's about as close. Because yeah. it might fade out too hard. That's yeah. probably why. Plus, we were both fucking him up with talking. And we tried to. <laughs> well, no. We were, are we supposed to not? I don't talk? think so. Oh. I don't know how it worked. I kept going. It was yeah, good. No, you, you nailed it, man. Yeah, man. You nailed it. Taking That's the it best the one post. so far. Yeah. No question. <laughs> Taking it to the post. Yeah. Um, how you guys doing? Not bad. I, I certainly didn't make that up. That was a uh, a gimmick on a local radio show I used to listen to in Chicago. Oh, he right would on. have callers call in and try and take it to the post. So he'd like start the song <laughs> and they'd have to like oh, lead it in and stop funny. it right before the lyrics started. Oh, I used to do that all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that was what I was talking about. Yeah. My dad would always do that, come to think of it. That's why. We'd be in the car and he would start doing it. I did it the other day, come to yeah. think of it. A song was playing. Well, it's, it's an old radio thing because they were afraid people would make recordings of the radio. So if they got a recording, oh, they would get the entire song. But if you talk over the beginning and the end, intro and outro stuff, I did not then it's that. like, you know, not as clean. That's really cool. I guess maybe that's why you guys interrupt me as I read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's <laughs> just for liability. <laughs> Joey's face was perfect. That's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, speaking of which, I have books. Mm. I have books. How you guys doing food-wise? Anybody hungry? You guys okay? I'm Usually okay. we're waiting on food, no, I'm good. but we didn't order anything before. I guess we're going to do it. This, I, this could be a long episode. Then. I had a sandwich like an hour ago. So, you, okay. You know, I yeah. did eat it just was recently cold. too. Right on. Joey, are you hungry? Yes. <laughs> I knew. Don't act like you don't know. <laughs> I don't, you know, what, what would you eat? Like if you could have ordered something just now before? What would I'm you in the ordered? mood for a pizza or something Italian. Ooh, mm. okay. Well, yeah. then pr- probably it sounds, my my dear snowflakes out there, like the next episode will be waiting on a pizza as I read to you. <laughs> um, but for now, I have books. I have a little pile here. Mm. Um, I have The Sun Also Rises by Ernest All Hemingway. All today. Um, yeah. Do I normally have hardcover books? There's usually a mix. Interesting. I didn't. Even, I. Yeah. I honestly don't even realize mm. whether or not one is hardcover or not. That's yeah. funny. It is a unique thing today. There are more, a more books than normal, though. So maybe it was a weight consideration today. Well, they don't know that. Sorry. There's a small amount in my hands. Well, you know. The other pile is for the next one. I can show him my sausage. His books are fucking huge, sausage. people. Show your sausage. Um, the Sun Also Rises by Ernest Hemingway. Hmm. I have Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. And zombies. I have Jacob's Room by Virginia Woolf. Is that before Jacob's Ladder? I have Ender's Game. By Orson Scott Card. Hmm. A little sci-fi action. Interesting. I have The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. F. Scott Fitzgerald, man. <laughs> I have Hyperion by Dan Simmons, another little sci-fi thing. And I have The Old Man in the Sea. By it's about Ernest Silver Hemingway. Lake. Again. Is there a hipster's story, a hipster um, tale? So let me is, let me Is there a theme? Is, is no, there... there is no theme. Okay, here. This, this is just, just a bunch of books. Just a bunch uh, of books. I have no theme. It was just a bunch of shit I grabbed. Well, thanks for thinking things out. You know. Well, no. I obviously did think it out. It's just, uh, you know. I know. I specifically just, wanted yeah. you to have no real, like, choice in the matter here. Mm. There's nothing. It's just as open as it gets. Well, there is one, like, logical thing if you want. There's two possible logical, <laughs> like, like breaches into this. One day I will do just a complete. There are three possible logical. Yeah. There are four. I, I feel like this is less no, of a just podcast two. Just and two. more of a psychological evaluation. <laughs> Hold on. All right. Sean O'Brien. <laughs> Which books do you think yeah. each of us would pick? Exactly. If you had to guess which books we would just pick, just ESP. Do you already have one in your mind? Yes. Oh, okay. shit. If I pick the right book, am I the Dalai Lama? Yes. Yes. Awesome. All right. Well, you're too old to be the Dalai God Lama. 
but yes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Should I have you write them down first? No, I know. I'll be honest. So you definitely will be honest. Um, what is it? Which book I would pick the most? If or, you were to pick a book right now. Okay, right on. Pick one in your brain. Um, Do it. Give me a minute. Do give it. Give me a minute. 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 Yeah, like I read both your eyes the first time. Oh, yeah. uh, you're so right. So you might have changed it, but I so Magician I could be wrong. Reader. But I'm pretty sure. I did Joey, look I'm in one sure direction. Sure, you were going to pick Hyperion. That's incorrect. Okay, it's so Old Man of the Sea. That's incorrect. Oh, <laughs> nice. Pride and Prejudice. Then. Incorrect. Sun also rises. <laughs> wow. No. Come on, man. I have no idea what you were looking at. Then. Ender's Game. Oh, I was maybe right I was, there. Maybe my eyes were crooked. <laughs> maybe <laughs> it was. It's right next to Hyperion. Yeah, you're, yeah. I guess you're I looking thought. at each other through glasses. Ender's Game. I was wrong. I was wrong. Okay, nice. And Shawnee. um... Uh, you were intrigued by Hyperion, and I think that might have been what you were going to land on. But I think you were going to land on the Sun Also Rises. Oh, I no, I was. Okay. In, which one is the Sun Also Rises? <laughs> Doesn't matter at this point. I was. That's not so one. Fun. I love how I got so smart. I was like, I read your eyes first. Like I already know. You're I like cheated. a fucking like MIT guy. I like, like, like I knew. I did like a magic trick on I you guys. The cards. And you guys are like you fucking asshole. You weren't even close. Jerk off. I was close for Joey, but for oh, Sean, no, yeah, that, that's no, I definitely didn't even consider that book. Um, what were you <laughs> just looking to at? Drive then? that stake further. Uh, no, I was going to go with the uh, the F. Scott Fitzgerald. Wow! Oh, wow! After so long, yeah. great catch. You choose potent potables. Wow. Well, I was wrong on both of them, so now we just have to discuss and figure out what we're what we'd like to read. Right on. Um, so okay, well then we're wrong. Uh, so well, what w- your choice was Ender's Game, correct? And um, your choice was The Great Gatsby. Yeah, uh, I'm going to jump on Joey's bandwagon. Ender's Game? Yeah. Okay. Done. Problem solved. That was easy. Nope. I usually don't get my way. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Any questions? Or shall I just dive right in? Dive, baby. Yeah. It Deep was, dive. Uh, well, what is your affiliation? Are you familiar with the story? Is this, yeah, I read uh, it. This is, uh, this is the, the second to last book I read. And uh, oh, so it's a a recent uh, addition to the O'Brien. Brain. It's not. I actually borrowed this from my special lady friend and read this because the book I'm currently writing, the four the fourth chapter kind of has like a sci-fi inspired style to it. It's mm-hmm. not a sci-fi chapter, but right. so I wanted to read a bunch of sci-fi books. Gotcha. So I borrowed a like a stack of them. Mm. So <laughs> and you're I read reading this one and Hyperion. <laughs> That's amazing. You're doing research for one chapter, like each chapter is in a different style. Oh, it's, there'll be there'll be paragraphs where I'll where I'll do days of research. Yeah, yeah are you kidding, man? It's an excuse to read more. What the fuck? No, it's not. <laughs> Believe me. I do would most writers do that? I'm honest. I'm just. I, I have don't no know. Idea. I honestly don't. Oh, know. Or do they like I, diarrhea mouth kind of thing? I think it depends think, on what they're on yeah, the, the type like, of book they're writing on what they're doing. I uh-huh. mean, for me, I, I, if you're just there to express and just tell a story, and you've been reading for a long time, I haven't really been reading for that long. So there's well, a lot I, of things, and I don't really have a style of prose that's been developed. So, but as far as whenever I'm writing anything, yeah, I'll do a lot of research. Hmm. usually as much as I can beforehand and just kind of, um, I, I look at any kind of artistic endeavor I do as almost a, a balloon method. So I'll just sort of, you know, binge and binge and binge and fill up and fill up as much as I can I until see. at some point I feel right to express and then I'll just, just express the rest of it. Wait, with the balloon compresses? You, you, yeah. You blow the rest out. Yeah. It's like the balloon flapping around it's the like, room. Oh, that's, that's what you meant. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But I assume it's like writing music, you know, everyone has their own way of doing it. Some people like belabor every lyric for, for you sure. know, years and then some people just sit down and 15 minutes later on a cocktail well, and, and it, they it, have a it, it, hit song. And it depends on the song too. A lot of yeah. times it, it, or it's not just each person's process. It's each, oh, totally. it's each story or song or yeah. novel or script or screen or movie, whatever the fuck. And then there's that, uh, 
uh, Aerosmith process of just going in there and shouting into a mic until words make sense. That's what they do? Apparently, yeah. Uh, like, they play a beat behind him and Steven I'm Tyler just... Yeah, Steven Tyler just kind of... Yeah. And then he just kind of figures out that... You know, why am I telling you things about music? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm interested. I don't know everything. God. That was fun. Uh, this is also my friend Chris's favorite book of all Side time. Side note, I do know everything. <laughs> um, okay. Well, shall I skip the introductions, contents? Um, and just by Orson Scott Card. Do you want to know anything yes. about it? Do you want to just go? Uh, yeah. Is there um, a specific uh, point that uh, would be a noteworthy? Cool yeah. Um, I can skip to that at some point, but no, I think we should just start the book. Perhaps the right. end. That's good. Ender's game. <laughs> uh, wow. Too much silence there, guys. <laughs> Either laugh or don't. <laughs> uh, we chose don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can't believe me. <laughs> yeah, but you can't like, okay. Ender's game by Orson Scott Card. The author's definitive edition. Ooh. Like a director's cut? Uh, I don't know. Is there commentary? Is there know. a book on the book? Probably. The author wrote this version. There's al- <laughs> this is also one of four parts, I believe. <laughs> there, this is one of four parts, by the way. Um, I don't know if it was always intended as such. Mm. But uh, but then you saw Lord of the Rings and said, I need no, to No, no. This too. book was written in 1977. Isn't Lord of the Rings before that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Third uh, chapter one is entitled Third. I should also what a dick already. I named my cat Rabbit. <laughs> I should also note the uh, the the text is slightly different in the opening of every chapter, and and mm. that becomes clearer at the end. <clears throat> I've watched through his eyes, I've listened through his ears, and I tell you he's the one, or at least as close as we're going to get. That's what you said about the brother. The brother tested out impossible. For other reasons, nothing to do with his ability. Same with the sister. And there are doubts about him. He's too malleable, too willing to submerge himself in someone else's will. (laughs) Not if the other person is his enemy. So what do we do? Surround him with enemies all the time? If we have to. I thought you you said you liked this kid. If the buggers get him, they'll make him look like his unfortunate, his favorite uncle. All right. We're saving the world after all. Take him. The monitor lady I have smiled. A specific set of skills. The monitor lady smiled very nicely and tousled his hair and said, "Andrew, I suppose by now you're just absolutely sick of having this horrid monitor. Well, I have good news for you. That monitor is going to come out today. We're going to take it right out, and it won't hurt a bit." Ender nodded. It was a lie, of course, and it wouldn't hurt a bit. It was a lie, of course, that it wouldn't hurt a bit. But since adults always said that it was going to hurt, he could count on the statement as an accurate prediction of the future. Sometimes lies were more dependable than the truth. So if you'll just come over here, Andrew, just sit right up here on the examining table. The doctor will be in to see you in a moment. The monitor gone. Ender tried to imagine his little device missing from the back of his neck. I'll roll over on my back in bed and it won't be pressing there. I won't feel it tingling and, tick- and taking up the heat when I shower. And Peter won't hate me anymore. I'll come home and show him that, once the, mon- that, that the monitor's gone and he'll see I didn't make it either. That I'll just be a normal kid now like him. That won't be so bad then. He'll forgive me that I had my monitor a whole year longer than he had his. We'll be not friends, probably. No, Peter was too dangerous. Peter got so angry. Brothers, though, not enemies, not friends, but brothers, able to live in the same house. 
He won't hate me. He'll just leave me alone. And when he wants to play buggers and astronauts, maybe I won't have to play. Maybe what? I can just go read a book. What? Buggers and astronauts? Buggers and that's what Peter wants to play, buggers and astronauts. Is it? Is What's okay. your face doing? There's a question coming. Um, buggers, isn't that oh. buggery? Isn't that... Um, uh, we'll find out what the buggers are Okay. in a bit. Oh, gotcha. But Ender knew, even as he thought it, that Peter wouldn't leave him alone. There was something in Peter's eyes when he was in his mad mood. And whenever Ender saw that look, that glint, he knew that the one thing Peter would not do was leave him alone. I'm practicing piano, Ender. Come turn the pages for me. Oh, is that monitor boy too busy to help his brother? Is he too smart? Gotta go kill some buggers, astronaut? No, no, I don't want your help. I can do it on my own, you little bastard, you little third. This won't take long, Andrew, said the doctor. Ender nodded. It's designed to be removed. Was with, third specifically italicized? Yes. Okay. It's designed to be removed without infection, without damage, but there'll be some tickling, and some people say they'll have a feeling of something missing. You'll keep looking out for something, something you were looking for, but you can't find it, and you can't remember what it was. So I'll tell you, it's the monitor you're looking for, and it isn't there. In a few days, that feeling will pass. What do they call that, Joey? The feeling like that war, will pass? For like war when you have something like taken away from you. Oh, Phantom Limb Syndrome? Oh, Phantom yeah. Limb. yeah. Phantom Limb. Phantom, uh, uh, Phantom Pain. Phantom Pain. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the doctor was twisting something in the back of Ender's head. Suddenly a pain stabbed through him like a needle from the back to his groin. Ender felt his back spasm and his body arching, arched violently backward. His head struck the bed. He could feel his legs thrashing and his hands were clenching each other, wringing each other so tightly that they arched. Dee Dee, shouted the doctor. I need you. The nurse ran in, gasped. Go relax these muscles. Get it to me now. What are you waiting for? Something changed hands. Ender could not see. He lurched to one side and fell off the examining table. Catch him, cried the nurse. Just hold him steady. You hold him, doctor. He's too strong for me. Not the whole thing. You'll stop his heart. Ender felt a needle enter the back of his neck above his shirt. It burned, but wherever in him, but wherever in him the fire spread, his muscles gradually unclenched. Now he would cry for the, for the fear and the pain of it. Are you all right, Andrew? The nurse asked. Andrew could not remember how to speak. They lifted him onto the table. They checked his pulse, did other things. He did not understand, did other things. He did not understand at all. The doctor was trembling. His voice shook as he spoke. They leave these things in the kids for three years. What do they expect? We could have him switched off. <clears throat> do you realize that? We could have unplugged his brain for all time. What is the drug? When does the drug wear off? Asked the nurse. Keep him here for at least an hour. Watch him. If he doesn't start taking, talking in 15 minutes, call me. Could have unplugged him forever. I don't have the brains of a bugger. He got back to Miss Pumphrey's class only 15 minutes before closing bell. He was still a little unsteady on his feet. Are you all right, Andrew? Asked Miss Pumphrey. He nodded. Were you ill? He shook his head. You don't look very well. I'm okay. You better sit down, Andrew. He started, to, he started toward his seat, but stopped. Now, what was I looking for? I can't think what I was looking for. Your seat is over there, said Miss Pumphrey. He sat down, but it was something else he needed, something he had lost. I'll find it later. Monitor, whispered the girl behind him. Andrew shrugged. His monitor, she whispered to the others. Andrew reached up and felt his neck. There was a Band-Aid. It was gone. It was just like everybody else now. He was just like everybody else now. Washed out, Andy, asked a boy who sat across the aisle behind him. Couldn't think of his name. Peter. No, that was someone else. Quiet, Mr. Stilton, said Miss Pumphrey. Stilton smirked. Miss Pumphrey talked about the m multiplication. <clears throat> Ender doodled on his desk, drawing contour maps of mountainous islands and then telling his desk to display them in three dimensions from every single angle. The teacher wouldn't know, of course, that he wasn't paying attention, but she wouldn't bother him. 
always knew the, he always knew the answer, even when she thought he wasn't paying attention. In the corner of his desk, the word appeared and began marching around the perimeter of his desk. It was upside down and backwards at first, but Andrew knew what it said long before it reached the bottom of the desk and turned right side up. Third. Andrew smiled. He was, one, he was the one who had figured out how to send messages and make them march, even as his secret enemy called, his, called him names. The method, of delivery pra- the method of delivery praised him. It was not his fault he was a third. It was the government's idea, and they were the ones who authorized it. And how else could a third like Ender have gotten into school? And now the monitor was gone. The experiment entitled Andrew Wigan hadn't worked out after all. If they could, he was sure they would like to rescind the waivers they had allowed him to be born at all. Didn't work, so erase the experiment. The bell rang. Everyone signed off their desks or hurried, typed in reminders to themselves. Or hurriedly typed in reminders to themselves. They were dumping lessons of data onto the computers at home. A few gathered at the printers while some while something they wanted to show was printed out. Ender spread his hands over the, chi- over the child-sized keyboard near the edge of the desk and wondered what it would feel like to have his hands as large as a grown-up's. It must feel so big and awkward. Thick, stubby fingers and beefy palms. Of course they had bigger keyboards. So is. But how could their thick fingers draw a line? The way Ender could. A thin line, so precise that he could make it spiral 79 times from the center of the edge of the desk without the lines ever touching or overlapping. Used to be big. Strong hands. It gave him something to do while the teacher droned on about arithmetic. I think he counted the 79. He's like Rain Man. Valentine Mm. taught him arithmetic when he was three. Are you all right, Andrew? Yes, ma'am. Maybe it's that like Arabic knuckle counting thing. You'll miss the bus. With like a slide rule? No, they count the knuckles, the like three knuckles in the fingers. Abacus, abacus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Andrew nodded and got up. The other kids were gone. They would be waiting, though, the bad ones. His monitor wasn't, parched on his, wasn't perched on his neck, hearing what he heard and seeing what he saw. They could say what he liked. They might, even, they might even hit him now. No one could see them anymore, and so no one would come to Ender's rescue. There were advantages to the monitor, and he would miss them. It was Stilton, of course. He wasn't bigger than most other kids, but he was bigger than Ender, and he had some others with him. He always did. Hey, third. Don't answer. Nothing to say. Hey, third, we're talking to you. Third, hey. Bugger lover, we're talking to you. Can't think of anything to answer. Anything I say will make it worse, so we'll say nothing. Hey, third. Hey, turd. You flunked out, huh? Thought you were better than us, but you lost your little birdie, 30. Got a Band-Aid on your neck? Are you going to let me through? Ender asked. (laughs) Are we going to let you through? Should we let him through? They all laughed. Sure, we'll let you through. First, we'll let your arm through. Then your butt through. Maybe a piece of your knee. The others chimed in. Lost your birdie, 30. Lost your birdie, 30. Stilton began pushing him with one hand. Somebody behind him then pushed him towards Stilton. Seesaw, Marjorie Daw. Somebody saw. Tennis. Ping pong. This would not have a happy ending, so Ender decided that he'd rather not be the, ha- so he'd rather not be the happiest at the end. Sorry. So Ender decided he'd rather not be the, un- the unhappiest at the end. The next time Stilton's arm came out to push him, Ender grabbed at it. He missed. Oh, gonna fight me, huh? Gonna fight me, 30? The people behind Ender grabbed him. He told Ender, grabbed him to, grabbed at him to hold him. Ender did not feel like laughing, but he laughed. <laughs> you mean it takes this many of you to fight one third? We're people, not thirds, turd face. You're about as strong as a fart. But they, let him, but they let go of him. As soon as they did, Ender kicked out high and hard, catching Stilton square in the breastbone. He dropped. It took Ender by surprise. He hadn't thought to put Stilton on the ground with one kick. It didn't occur to Stilton that he... It didn't occur to him that Stilton didn't take a fight like this seriously. He wasn't prepared for a truly desperate blow. For a moment, the others backed away, and Stilton lay motionless. They were all wondering if he was dead. Ender, however, was trying to figure out a way to forestall the vengeance, to keep them from taking, back in a, taking him in a pack tomorrow. 
I have to win this now for, for, and for all time, or I'll fight every day and it will get worse and worse. Ender knew the unspoken rules of manly warfare, even though he was only six. It was forbidden to strike any opponent who lay helpless on the ground. Only an animal would do that. So Ender walked to Stilton's supine body and kicked him again, viciously, in the ribs. Stilton groaned and rolled away from him. Ender walked around him and kicked him again in the crotch. Stilton could not make a sound. He only doubled up in tears, st- doubled up and tears streamed out of his eyes. Then Ender looked at the others coldly. You might be having some idea of ganging up on me. You could probably beat me up pretty bad, but just remember what I do to people who try to hurt me. From then on, you'll be wondering what I'd get you and how bad it would be. He kicked Stilton in the face. Blood from, blood, blood from his nose spattered the ground nearby. It wouldn't be this bad, Ender said. It would be worse. He turned and walked away. Nobody followed him. He turned a corner, in the, turned a corner into the corridor leading to the bus stop. He could hear the boys behind him saying, Jeez, look at him, he's wasted. Ender leaned and leaned his head against the walls of the corridor and cried until the bus came. I'm just like Peter. Take my monitor away, and I'm just like Peter. That's chapter one. What do you think? Any questions? <clears throat> you want to keep reading? Uh, you guys seem hooked. It was only like five minutes long. <laughs> yeah, no, it was... Uh, um... What's the douchebaggery level? Sean? Yeah, that's the thing. It's uh, it's not too douchey. Certainly, it's you know, okay. sci-fi is certainly more my genre. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Okay. Well, I mean, just um, you know, non-serious things, but also it's um, uh, slightly different from our normal uh, foray into literature in that mm-hmm. it is uh, extremely plain. So it's not, um, you know, it's not like we have to figure out definitions of words every 10 minutes mm-hmm. other than like the odd bugger. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, the sci-fi word is different than like trying to figure out the historical context. Right. Like you, you assume at some point it's going to be revealed to exactly. you because yeah. it hasn't made up. Yeah. Well, we just haven't read many books that are modern. Most of our books that we're reading were like Plato and, you know. Yeah, that's true. In the show, Shakespeare. Yeah. That's why I think you're right. But um, I think it's kind of nice. I like this. Um, yeah. The last half of the chapter was badass. When, yeah. When, yeah. He, when he started fighting, it was just really, really cool. How old did you guys think he was before? <sighs> I thought I was thinking like nine or ten. Nine yeah, or 10. I yeah. thought older. I thought 12, 13. Okay. What does it mean that he's six and has these like instincts? Uh, that he's <laughs> obviously bre- bred to be a badass. Yeah, okay. that's what I thought. There, there's some sort Destined of militant society like Sparta or something like that where they're like, you know, they're only like the third is, I don't even know what the third means yet, but I'm just saying like- I the, assume it was third year of having the thing in you. Oh, Third year I didn't of the monitor. Um, no. Just because he said it was three years of the monitor. So, so yeah. I'll read that part again. Um, let's see if I can find it. But go ahead and talk if you like. Well, I just thought it was uh, badass. that's all yeah it was definitely one of those like uh action movie moments of you know uh the little guy standing up uh yeah i like the like just the very cinematic of like here's a line of dialogue here's me kicking him in the face here's another line of dialogue (laughs) um so so the line here that sort of explains it um it was not his fault he was a third it was the government's idea they were the ones who authorized it how else could a third like ender have gotten into school and now the monitor's gone, the experiment had all ended, blah, 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 blah. If they, could, he was, uh, if they could, he was sure they would rescind the waivers that had allowed him to be born at all. Didn't work, so erase the experiment. Yeah, it still doesn't really tell I don't us. Care. But, I, don't yeah, no, I, was, oh, okay. I was thinking... Uh, it's the third child. That's what I... Th- oh, okay. Oh, but what, what does that mean, though? What is... The, uh, population regulation. Yeah. It's like the future, so... 
But why is he special or in some no, way? No, no. He's be, uh, we he, don't know yet. Yeah. There there uh, was a ban on three is, children. Was and then born? there was a waiver for specific people to be a third. So like he uh, thirds would be looked down upon because they're a waste of resources, essentially. Mm. Right. That's cool. Exactly. Exactly. Do you mean to keep reading or do you want to keep like asking questions? Um, a lot of this actually come to think of it now that I'm rereading it plays into an, uh, you know, it plays back. It's all very compact. It, it, it all, you ha- know, have you read all four? Me. No, I just read the first book. What do you think? I like it a lot. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna read the second one for sure. I don't know if mm-hmm. I'm gonna read the oh, you just one, recently but... read it. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, a, a month or two ago. Yeah. I'm not a good listener, I guess. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I might've said it before. Well, anyway, yeah. do you want to keep going? Right on. Unless there is something you want to show us. Yeah, do you want to skip to something cool or do you want to just read the next chapter? Just read the next chapter. I, I mean, you know, there's plenty of cool to be stuff. Called but Peter, like, Peter. Go for it. Go uh, for it. Go for it. So take my monitor away and I'm just like Peter. Chapter two. Peter. All right, Sam's he's off. Wolf. All right, he's off. How's he doing? You live inside somebody's body for a few years. You get used to it. I look at his face now. I can't tell what's going on. I'm not used to seeing his facial expressions. I'm used to feeling them. Come on. We're not talking about psychoanalysts here. We're soldiers. We're not witch Oh, doctors. we didn't figure out what the monitor was monitoring. You just saw him beat the guts out of the leader of the gang. He was thorough. He didn't just beat him. He beat him deep, like Maserati at the... Spare me. Maserati? So, so in the judgment of the committee, he passes. Mostly. Let's see what he does to his brother. Let's see what he does with his brother now that the monitor's off. His brother? Are you afraid of what his brother would do to him? You were the one who told me that he wasn't, an, he wasn't, you were the one who told me that this wasn't a no-risk business. I went back through some of the tapes. I can't help it. I like the kid. I think we're going to screw him up. Of course we are. It's our job. We're the wicked witch. We promised gingerbread, but we eat the little bastard alive. I'm sorry, Ender, Valentine whispered. She was looking at the bandaid on his neck. Ender touched the wall and the door closed behind him. I don't care. I'm glad it's gone. What's gone? Peter walked into the parlor, chewing on a mouthful of bread and peanut butter. Ender did not see Peter as the beautiful ten-year-old boy that grown-ups saw, with dark, thick, tousled hair and a face that could have belonged to Alexander the Great. Ender looked at Peter only to, only to detect anger or boredom, the dangerous ma- moods that always led to pain. Now as Peter's eyes discovered the bandage on his next neck, the telltale flicker of anger appeared. Valentine saw it too. Now he's like us, she said, trying to soothe him before he had time to strike. But Peter would not... Peter would not be soothed. Like us. He keeps the little sucker till he's six years old. When did you lose yours? I was three. I lost mine before I was five. He almost made it, little bastard. Little bugger. This is all right, Ender thought. Talk and talk, Peter. Talk is fine. Well, now your guardian angels aren't watching you, Peter said. Now that they aren't checking to see if you feel pain, listening to hear what I'm saying, seeing what I'm doing to you. How about that? How about it? Ender shrugged. Suddenly, Peter smiled and clapped his hands together in a mockery of good cheer. Let's play buggers and astronauts, he said. Where's mom? asked Valentine. Out, said Peter. I'm in charge. I think I'll call daddy. Call away, said Peter. You know he's never in. I'll play, Ender said. You'll be the bugger, said Peter. Let him be the astronaut for once, Valentine said. Keep your fat face out of it, fart mouth, said Peter. Come on upstairs and choose your weapons. It would not be a good game, Ender knew. It was not a question of winning. When kids played in the corridors, while whole troops of them, the buggers, never won, and sometimes the games got mean. But here in their flat, the game would start mean, and the buggers couldn't just go empty and quit the way the buggers did in the real wars. The bugger was in, the, was in until the astronaut decided it was over. 
Peter opened the bottom drawer and took out the bugger mask. Mother had got upset when Peter had bought it, but Dad pointed out that it wouldn't go away just because you hid bugger masks and wouldn't let your kids play with make-believe laser guns. Better to play the war games and have a better chance of surviving when the, bu when the buggers came again. If I survive the games, thought Ender, he put on the mask. If I survive, oh, sorry, he put on the mask. It closed him in like a hand pressed tight against the face. But this isn't how it feels to be a bugger, thought Ender. They don't wear this face like a mask. It is their face. On their home worlds, do the buggers put on human masks and play? <laughs> and what do they call us? Slimies, because we're so soft and oily compared to them? Watch out, slimy, Ender said. He could barely see Peter through the eye holes. Peter smiled at him. <laughs> slimy, huh? Well, bugger wugger. Let's see how to break this let's see how to break this face of yours. Ender couldn't see it coming. Except a slight shift of Peter's weight. The mask cut out its his peripheral vision. Suddenly there was a pain and pressure and blow to the side of his head. He lost his balance. Fell that way. <laughs> Don't see too well, do you, bugger, said Peter. Ender began to take off the mask. Peter put his toe against Ender's groin. Don't take off the mask, Peter said. Ender pulled the mask down into place, took his hands away. Peter pressed with his foot. Pain shot through Ender. He doubled up. Lie flat, bugger. We're going to vivisect you, bugger. At long last, we got one of you alive, and we're going to see how you work. Peter, stop it, Ender said. Peter, stop it. Very good. So you buggers can guess our names. You can make yourselves sound like pathetic, cute little children, so we'll love you and be nice to you, but it doesn't work. I can see you for what you really are. They meant you to be human, little third, but you're really a bugger, and now it shows. He lifted his foot, took a step, and knelt on Ender, his knee pressing into Ender's belly just below the breastbone. He put more and more of his weight on Ender. It became hard to breathe. I could kill you like this, Peter whispered. Just press and press until you're dead. And I could say I didn't know it would hurt you. And we were just playing and they'd believe me. And everything would be fine. And you'd be dead. Everything would be fine. Ender could not speak. The breath was being, his breath was being, was forced from his lungs. Peter might mean it. Probably didn't mean it, but then he might. I do mean it, said Peter. Whatever you think, I meant it. They only authorized you because I was so promising but I didn't pan out. You did better. They think you're better, but I don't want a little brother, Ender. I don't want a third. I'll tell, Valentine said from the doorway. <laughs> no one would believe you. They'd believe me. Then you're dead too, sweet little sister. <laughs> oh yes, said Valentine. They'll believe that. I didn't know it would kill Andrew, and then when he was dead, I didn't know it would kill Valentine too. The pressure let up a little. So... Not today. But someday, you two won't be together, and there'll be an accident. <laughs> You're all talk, Valentine said. You don't mean any of it. I don't? And do you know why you don't mean it? Valentine asked. Because you want to be in government someday. You want to be elected, and they won't elect you if your opponents can dig up the fact that your brother and sister both died in suspicious accidents when they were little, especially because of the letter I've put in the secret file in the city library, which will be opened <laughs> in the event of my death. Don't give me that kind of crap, Peter said. It says, I didn't die of natural death. Peter killed me. And if he hasn't already killed Andrew, he will soon. Not enough to convict you, but enough to keep you from ever getting elected. You're his monitor now, said Peter. You better watch him day and night. You better be there. Ender and I aren't stupid. We scored as well as you did on everything. Better on some things. We're all such wonderfully bright children. You're not the smartest, Peter. Just the biggest. Oh, I know. But there'll come a day when you aren't there with him, when you forget and suddenly you'll remember, and you'll rush to him, and he'll be there, perfectly all right. 
And the next time you won't worry so much and you won't come so fast. And every time he'll be all right. And you'll think that I forgot. Even though you remember that I said this, you'll think that I forgot. And years will pass. There'll be a terrible accident. So the monitor is like to keep special children alive? And I'll find his body and I'll cry and cry over him. And, you'll, and I'll remember this conversation, Bally, but you'll be ashamed of yourself for remembering it. Because you'll know that I changed. That it really was an accident. That it's cruel of you even to remember that I said in what I said in the childhood quarrel. Except that it'll be true. I'm going to save this up. And he's going to die. And you won't do a thing. Not a thing. But you go on believing that I'm just the biggest. Biggest asshole, Valentine said. Peter leaped to his feet and started for her. She shied away. Ender pried off his mask. Peter flopped back on his bed and started to laugh, loud, but with real mirth, tears coming out of his eyes. <laughs> you guys are just super. Just the biggest suckers on the planet Earth. <laughs> now he's going to tell us that it was all a joke, Valentine said. <laughs> Not a joke. A game. I can make you guys believe anything. I can make you dance around like puppets. In a phony monster voice, he said, I'm going to kill you and chop you up into little pieces and put you into the garbage hole. He laughed again. Biggest suckers in the solar system. Ender stood there watching him laugh and thought of Stilton, thought of, how to, thought of how it felt to crunch into his body. This is who needed it. This is who should, who, should got, who should have got it. And if she could read his mind, Valentine whispered. As if she could read his mind, Valentine whispered, No, Ender. Peter suddenly rolled off to the side, flipped off the bed, and got into position of a fight. Oh, yes, Ender, he said. Anytime, Ender. Ender lifted his right leg and took off his shoe. He held it up. See there? On the toe? That's blood, Peter. It's not mine. Ooh, ooh I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. Ender squished a little caper teller and now he's gonna squish me. There was no getting to him. Peter was a murderer at heart and nobody knew it but Valentine and Ender. Mother came home and commiser commiserated with Ender about the monitor. Father came home and kept saying it was such a wonderful surprise that they had fantastic children. The, the government told them they could have three, and now the government didn't want to take any of them after all. So here they were with three, and still they still have a third. Until Ender wanted to scream at him. I know I'm with third. I know it. If you want, I'll go away so you don't have to be embarrassed in front of everybody. I'm sorry I lost the monitor, and now you have three kids and no obvious explanation. So inconvenient for you. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. He lay in bed, staring upwards at the darkness. On the bunk above him, he could hear Peter turning and tossing restlessly. Then Peter slid off the bunk and walked out of the room. Ender heard the hushing sound of the toilet clearing. Then Peter stood silhouetted in the diner, in the doorway. Diner? What the fuck did my brain do? <laughs> he thinks I'm asleep. He's going to kill me. Peter walked to the bed. And sure enough, he did not lift himself up to the bed. Instead, he came and stood by Ender's head but he did not reach for the pillow to smother Ender. He did not have a weapon. He whispered, Ender, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know how it feels. I'm sorry. I'm your brother. I love you. A long time later, Peter's even breathing said that he was asleep. Ender peeled the band-aid from his neck, and for the second time that day, he cried. Weird. <laughs> any questions? Why is it weird? Um, Sean, do you have any brothers or sisters? I don't remember. I uh, kind of. Uh, half when I was way old. 
So like that's right. So many you yeah. childhood quarrels with them. Yeah, no, I mean we were just too far apart in age. To even, oh, how how old were they? Um, I was like thirteen when they were starting to be born. So oh, so you were the older. Yeah, yeah. I got it. Okay. Any impulse to like beat the shit out of them? No, I mean they were like. <laughs> I know. By the time they were old enough, you were like twenty-three. Exactly. Like, <laughs> just trying not to drop them. <laughs> Joey, what about you? You mean brothers or sisters? One sister, about two years older. Okay. Mm-hmm. Was she mean to you? Not especially mean. Sometimes. Is she hot? Cruel. Uh, what? <laughs> He said, is she hot? No, I heard. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the response to your stupid question. Yeah. Yes is the response, so she is I hot. Said, oh, okay. I said, right what? Uh, and anyways, I'm going to ignore that. I'm <laughs> you know my mom's listening. Oh, yeah, Hi, right. Nancy. Mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> what's, what's your sister's name? Rachel. Rachel. Mm. Got it. Hi, Rachel. Is she married? Yeah. Oh. She's married. Nice. Yeah. How long? How long has she been married? Mm-hmm. Or how long is her body? Jesus, man. I don't know. You're the one that went weird on that one. <laughs> sure. How long is her body? <laughs> I was just trying. That like I was just trying to change up the definition of long there, but I realized That's that like was a stupid way halfway of through. Asking how old she is. Yeah. <laughs> how long is her body? Uh, I don't know when she married. I guess like how long for this earth is her soul? Eight hands. She's eight hands. Eight hands high and twenty three ages lo- twenty three moons long. Jesus. Uh, okay. Rotation. She's a big girl. huh? We still going with this? Still going, huh? Okay. How, how old is Rachel? Uh, Two years older than him. Yeah, what, 32, 31? Got it, okay. Yeah. She's all, she's a little younger than me. Damn kids. She's far younger than Shawnee. Yeah. Anyways, what what is the point here? Are we supposed to talk about, like, sibling rivalry? Yeah. I mean, that was the chapter I don't we think read. we fought that much. Um, but I do understand what Ender's going through. I think it's kind of interesting that Peter whispered in him and said he'd still love him. At the very end. That. Yeah, it was kind of sweet, right? Uh, that Do was you believe like, him at the end? That seemed like a creepy, abusive relationship, like uh, sort of... Um, Mind manipulation. Yeah, fucking, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it also made the first chapter make a lot more sense. How so? Um, you know, just if if he's six, but that's the kind of treatment he's um, yeah, used to. Yeah, they keep to. fucking with him. Exactly. Then, yeah, yeah the, if he goes uh, psycho on uh, some dude that's, you know, not out of the realm of normal normalcy. Are you clear as to who the buggers are now? Um, yeah, I assume it's like a Starship Trooper sort of thing where we're fighting the alien bugs. Yeah, like the buggers are the are the bad guys. Of course, yeah. they came a long time ago. There was a huge war. Mm. They have really dry skin. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I assume they're they're like they're bug shaped, so they call them buggers. That's why they call them like slime. They call us slimers or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So yeah, that's that's Ender's game. And so the the monitor. uh, I'm confused about the monitor because it said it was supposed to be three years. Right, but well, he, he said he Valentine's lost it? was off when she was three, and then Peter said it, he got his off when he was five. Oh, three years longer than right. It oh, depends okay. on the person. No, 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 no. She was three years old when they took Valentine's away. Peter was five years old when they took his away. Right on. And Ender, it it, it just oh. is now six. When they yeah, took for away. some reason, my mind just locked on to three years. So the monitor just stays with them until the government decides they're useless. Yeah, basically. Right on. Basically, and yeah. the monitor's just to you know keep track of them and make sure they're okay. Well, I mean, it, it becomes clearer later. Essentially, what this book becomes about is they they're they're looking for the one who can fucking you know save the planet. The Neo. From the next time, yeah, exactly. The next the time the buggers come. Um, and Ender's Game specifically is this kind of weird made up game where. Um, so is this like a uh, veiled uh, euphemism for Judaism or something? 
I don't know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, sure, it could be Christianity. Guys. They have a Messiah. Yeah, too. Every, everyone's got a Messiah. Well, they yeah. already had theirs, so you know the Jews are still looking. So the dude, Christians are still waiting. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. He's going to come again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, same difference. Everyone's waiting. Yeah. Right. Everybody's always waiting. Right. On, um, on Goodell. <laughs> that's good. I should bring that. No, too. it's not good. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. No, he's right. It's not good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not good. <laughs> it's not good, though. Um, oh, was that bad? Was that good? No, it was borderline. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm just trying my best. Yeah. <laughs> no, your best isn't good enough. It's Try not, our best. It's not at all. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, ultimately, there's a there's a school that the the best and most skilled kids go to. Mm. Um, the Hogwarts to, to play this game. <laughs> to play this game. Um, what? Where it's famous. the whole point is to try to get this ball through this fucking you know to get this ball through this little hoop or through the fucking like you know goal at the end mm-hmm. um but it's more of a war game and i'm sorry no no not the ball there's no ball sorry i totally forgot what the fuck it's I'm a quaffle there are there's a, a snitch there are two armies on either side of the arena now this arena is completely in anti-gravity okay um you you're only armed with this Quidditch. freezing gun so mm-hmm. if i shoot you you are now frozen and you can't move um uh so the object is anti-gravity you just kind of float around or do you stay put no you just float around okay so yeah if you're moving and they freeze you then you're just just fucking bouncing right exactly um so the the object is to get as many of your team through the other side i think you have to get five uh you have to get four people around to hold these little like um buttons on the side of the gate and then that opens the gate and then somebody's one just Ah, one member of your team can fly through the gate and then you've won um that's that's the game itself. Hmm. And there's this school that's all they do is play this fucking game up there. Um and there you know, there's rankings as well. So there's commanders who are the older kids and then there's like, you know, this the underlings who are sort of them, you know, they, they there's team leaders underneath them and then there's like the regular sort of pawn squadrons. Um and the their their job is to find, you know, the fucking person who can ultimately lead the army to uh, victory against the buggers whenever they come back because um, they're coming and that's the everybody keeps saying throughout the whole book the buggers are coming um, John Connor so yeah so then Ender yeah. Ender ultimately is taken there and then and that's most of the book is while he's at school oh uh, spoiler alert so it's like Harry Potter I can't believe he's six though that's so goddamn young yeah it it, tra- it goes a little bit I, I don't remember how many it might actually just be one year yeah, yeah. I think it may be a little bit older. I think he. I feel like he ages like a year or two. I think he goes back, or whatever. But meanwhile, while he's there, we also flash back to Valentine and Peter who were doing their thing. Um, but yeah, it's really good. I, I really liked it a lot. Actually, I read it in I don't know a day or two. I think. Um, so it was fun. Any other questions on it? Do you guys like sci-fi generally? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely like the fact that sci-fi can often be a veil for real uh, political turmoil or, um, you know, speaking the truth behind uh, a facade of fantasy. That is the spoiler alert, my friends. Thank you for listening to Literally Literary. I don't have to be condescending about it. Uh, Sorry. Just want some pizza.